Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. When we see dogs who are older, more mature, and starting to develop cutaneous signs, we want to be really cautious of how we collect history because remember, not every itchy dog is allergic. So if you are seeing a case and it is a 13-year-old dog and they have never had a history of skin disease before, or say you have a dog that is 13 and has a history of skin disease, but all of a sudden, sudden something is different. We have different signs. We're not responding to medications like we used to. We really want to make sure we have something like epitheliotropic lymphoma on our differential list. I've had several cases, even just in the last few months, um, sent to me, referred to me, for being a really difficult to control itchy allergic dog. And sometimes these cases have had no history of clinical disease until they were older, um, or they just look totally different than what you would suspect for a dog with allergies. Epitheliotropic lymphoma is a form of cutaneous lymphoma, a type of skin cancer um, that occurs from abnormal skin lymphocytes. Um, So just like you can see the more typical lymphoma, um, this is a form of lymphoma that just affects the skin. And the difficult thing about this is that it can have lots of different presentations. There's not one um, clinical sign that is always going to be suggestive of cutaneous lymphoma. Um, They can be very variable. It can be just really erythematous, uh, scaly skin, hair loss. Um, Sometimes a clinical sign that can be a little unique are almost like thick silvery um, scales coming off of the skin. You can get the mucous membranes affected, so depigmentation of the nasal plenum. You can even get oral lesions. You can get crusting on the nose, the lips, the paw pads. Um, These all can be signs of cutaneous lymphoma, and it can be really hard because you can get focal areas, multifocal areas, diffuse disease. If you catch them really early, they don't have to look so bad, um, but they can progress to very severe disease. Um, And it can be something that is tricky to necessarily diagnose. And the unfortunate thing about epitheliotropic lymphoma is it is a T-cell lymphoma, a CD8 T-cell, which is actually a bit different. In humans, we see it as a CD4, but it's CD8 in dogs. And unfortunately, um, this tends to carry a bit of a poor prognosis. Um, you can see in all sorts of different breeds. Um, it Some of the literature suggested that boxers, which unfortunately is probably not a surprise, just knowing that boxers tend to be predisposed to neoplastic disease um, and cocker spaniels may be predisposed. But I have diagnosed it in very small dogs, big dogs, mild disease, very advanced, nasty, severe disease. So the things that I want you guys thinking about um, in identifying these cases is if something has changed, the dog is older, and like I mentioned before, we have never had dermatologic disease before, 
or we did, but maybe it's different because having a pre-existing history of allergies actually can predispose these cases to develop lymphoma as well. And we don't really know the link to that. Um, maybe it's just your body's always been very inflamed um, and then some of your cells become abnormal. The best thing we can do is diagnose these dogs appropriately so we can get them on the right treatment. Um, so biopsy is going to be the best way to diagnose this disease. Um, you know, I still want you doing your cytology to clear things like infection, um, but biopsy, and you want to biopsy several areas. Um, if you have a dog that has a depigmented nasal planum, and then lots of erythematous scaly lesions on the trunk as well, I'm probably taking at least three to four different sites of that disease so I can make sure the dermatopathologist has the best chance to make a definitive diagnosis. Now, if you have an owner who can't biopsy for various reasons, if there's you know more nodular disease, because that's the other thing I forgot to mention, some of these cases can get nodules um, all along the body. Um, you can aspirate, and sometimes even on your skin cytology of a direct impression smear, find atypical lymphocytes that can also help you diagnose the disease. But if you biopsy, what they're looking for are uh, atypical lymphocytes that are attracted to the epidermis. Epitheliotropic is, just means they love the epithelium. They want to go up to the epidermis. So essentially, you'll see atypical lymphocytes that are heading up and hanging out in that epidermis. And they can even form little clusters together called potre microabscesses. Um, and so doing the biopsy usually can be pretty straightforward if you have a good pathologist and you give them really good samples. But I do like to collect from several different areas just to really maximize the chance that we um, get that diagnosis. Now, for treatment, I really, if I get a diagnosis back of, of epitheliotropic lymphoma, I really encourage owners um, to go see an oncologist just to have more options available um, of what can be used. Um, localized lesions, potentially surgical excision or radiation therapy um, have been reported. Most of these cases end up, um, if they, especially if they're more diffuse, going on oral prednisone, so oral corticosteroids to help reduce skin inflammation, make them more comfortable. And then often the chemotherapeutic medication, which is an oral medication called CCNU or lamustine, is used. But that is a medication that requires lab work monitoring because we have to be um, thoughtful of watching things like bone marrow suppression or even liver disease um, that can occur. And so it's really important to uh, make sure you're using appropriate doses and to make sure someone who's experienced that medication is monitoring the use of it. There have even been reports of high-dose linoleic acid. Um, specifically, there was a very small study that looked at the Hollywood brand safflower oil. It's a lot. You have to give them three mils per kilogram, so it's a lot, um, and really not much is known about it. Um, and it can cause stomach upset and potentially pancreatitis because you're giving um, a lot of this uh, oil. Um, but you will find it reported um, in the literature. Um, another thing that has kind of come out through some uh, discussions through various uh, veterinary dermatologists and some anecdotal reports is that the injection cytopoint has been used to help reduce itching. 
Now, um, unclear that it really helps treat the actual disease process, but I have seen it help the paritis. Now, recognize this is an off-label use. We do know that um, a lot of these dogs have a history of allergic dermatitis, so who knows if there's a correlation there, um, but it has been reported off-labely to help with just the paritis. Again, I'm not, not necessarily a treatment for the disease, but an ability to provide some comfort because epitheliotropic lymphoma, it's very variable if it's paritic. I've seen dogs come in not itchy at all from their uh, lymphoma. I've seen dogs come in tearing themselves apart. And so that's where you want to make sure that you identify infection, but then also um, provide treatment for that paritis. So it's just something for you guys to be aware of that it has been reported um, as an off-label use just for the sake of providing um, comfort from the uh, paritis. Um, unfortunately, long-term prognosis for cutaneous lymphoma is poor. Um, you can sometimes see months to maybe a couple years, so you can see cases that are successful, but you want to just forewarn owners um, that we have to be, you know, guarded with the prognosis that you can have, which is why I really like to get these cases to an oncologist, um, just so that we can really, depending on what the owners want to do, um, have the options available um, to get the best quality of care that is possible. So the big things I want you guys to pick up for recognizing epitheliotropic lymphoma, um, obviously age of the pet. So if we are an older dog getting really red, scaly, like thick, um, you know, white to silvery scales, if we're having a lot of crusting to the paw pads, crusting or depigmentation to the nasal planum, um, if we're having fire engine red skin, if we're not responding to medications, I just encourage you to biopsy. It's okay to biopsy and get the report back of allergic dermatitis if really you do have just a terrible allergy dog that looks really bad. Um, we just don't want to miss something bigger like an autoimmune or a neoplastic disease process. I have biopsy cases I think are going to be lymphoma and I have been wrong and that's a great phone call to make to the owner but goodness it's just not something you want to miss so older dog lots of red scaly lesions if they're feeling lethargic remember paritis can be variable it doesn't have to be present it can be super duper present if we're getting um, really erythematous lesions on our mucous membranes the gingiva um, depigmentation or crusting on the nose these are all signs that you should biopsy get those samples to a dermatopathologist so that we make sure we can get the dog appropriately diagnosed and appropriately treated.